Hello, this is Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. Welcome home. So we're into tower. We are ready for takeoff. Manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey, it's Amy from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, Clubbers, it's Scott from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, it's Kathleen from DVC Clubhouse. Welcome aboard, it's Phil from DVC Clubhouse. Welcome, everyone. We are back for another episode of the Debrief Podcast brought to you by DBC Clubhouse. I am Amy, and as always, I'm joined with my friends and co-hosts, Phil, Scott, and Kathleen. Hi, everyone. Good morning, guys. Hi, guys. Hello, everybody. I said good morning as if they know it's morning time and we're recorded during the morning. (laughs) We are recording this at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning, so... You might even be able to hear the the sleep still in my voice a little bit, but but we're here and it's it's okay that it's Sunday morning because actually today we are going to be talking about Disney Zen. It's a nice way to kind of ease into Sunday versus talking about a more contentious topic. <laughs> I think we can all agree that trying to seek peace and quiet and relaxation on vacation, especially a Disney World vacation, is something that we all value. And for anybody who has followed me for any length of time in real life or on social media, you may be aware of the fact that I am a meditation teacher and guide. And so when I go on vacation, I bring my meditation practice with me and I'm always seeking out the little nooks and crannies that bring me some peace of mind and allow me to kind of escape from the the craziness and chaos of the theme parks and of busy lobbies and people urgently getting to where they need to go. So I make it a point on all of my trips to find that quiet spot at a wherever I'm staying or even in the theme parks. I really like like seeking out some Zen spots in the theme parks too. So I know that Kathleen and Scott are big morning people when they're staying on property and they get up early and also seek out some some peace and quiet at a time of day where there are fewer people around. That is correct. <laughs> uh, I was just telling Scott the other day, actually, two days ago, when we went over to the Contemporary to see uh, the gingerbread display, we went out to the boat to go over to Wilderness Lodge, and I had told him that that was probably my number one spot in the morning, is at that boat dock at um, Contemporary. Yeah, that is a great spot. I mean, I think that Bay Lake in general is just... Like that is a spot when I am in Disney and I am posting pictures in the morning at Bay Lake on Bay Lake, whether I'm at Contemporary or Wilderness Lodge, people look at my pictures and can't even believe that I'm at Disney World. They're like, where are you? (laughs) Like I'm at Disney World. They have no idea that this like beautiful sunrise over this lake, you know, it's so picturesque. Often there's like fog that's just lifting off of the water. It's so serene. So, you know, I'm with you. That That is a, a really beautiful spot. Some of my favorite mornings and especially my favorite photos are Bay Lake 
during the morning, whether you're looking from the backside of the Contemporary or out from Boulder Ridge at Bay Lake. So we, I think we mentioned it in a previous episode, all of the boats that move around Seven Seas Lagoon come from a storage area on the backside of Bay Lake. And when the sun comes up and you've got all of those trees in the background, beautiful colors, and there's just this low sitting fog on the water, and then out comes the launch and out comes the friendship boat and out comes a ferry. And it's early in the morning. Nobody's awake yet. It's peaceful. It's quiet. It's just a fantastic way to start your day especially having two little kids, once they're awake and they know they get to go to the park that day, you are off and running. And it is it has the opportunity or the potential, I guess, to be nonstop through the entire day. But being able to start your day that way with a cup of coffee, sitting on the balcony, looking out at Bay Lake and just catching your breath and getting your day set is such a phenomenal way to start your day and set the mood correctly so that you're not stressed and moving at the the speed of sound from the second you get up out of bed. Yeah. When I stay at Boulder Ridge or Copper Creek, I absolutely will grab my coffee. And I, I love going down to Geyser Point and sitting on one of those, you know, cushioned love seats that looks out onto the onto the lake. And I just sit there and I'm typically I'm completely by myself. There might be a runner or two that runs by but for the most part, it's just me, my coffee, and this beautiful view. And it is, like I said, it is not something that people would expect from a Disney World vacation. People expect the crowds and the getting up and the rope drop and, and all of that. They don't really expect this truly peaceful, serene landscape in front of you. I've said it before, but I believe, and I've been known to change, to talk myself into changing my mind through the course of an episode, but I'm going to start the episode by saying that staying at Boulder Ridge is my favorite for in terms of seeking out the Zen on my trips, because that resort being set apart from the main lobby, you don't need to deal with walking through the main lobby to get where you're going. And you walk right out, right through the the Boulder Ridge Pool, which I also love, by the way. We should definitely do a pool episode at some point. It's one of the best pools on property. I convinced somebody yesterday to spend their trip at Wilderness Lodge specifically for that pool. One of the best quiet pools on property. I'd say advised with Polynesian, maybe even a little better. Agreed. So let's definitely put that in the hopper for a discussion. But, you know, walking through that pool to get to geyser point and to drink my coffee out there like it's just it's just the best it's absolutely for me number one in terms of zen if i have to name a number one spot or resort for disney zen that's it for me what about you guys i have two that i can think of my second favorite has to be the boardwalk I, there's something about getting up early in the morning on crescent lake and knowing what that place is like at night you know, with all the people there and the entertainment, but getting up early and seeing it as peaceful as it is, taking a walk around the lake or even a nice run around the lake, and then just relaxing and having breakfast, having a coffee, having a snack first thing in the morning before everybody is up and that hustle and bustle begins. I think that's my second favorite spot that I can think of. And then my first, which is kind of a surprise, but when we went to Vero to wake up at 6.30 in the morning, and to go down to the beach and watch that sunrise at Vero. That is probably one of the most magical mornings I've ever had on Disney property. Peaceful, nobody around, 
hearing nothing but the waves crashing in. That was the the definition of Zen for me right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're bringing in the non-theme park resorts, Vero Beach, Hilton Head, and Aulani are, are, you know, at the top of the list. They have to be. I mean, when I went to Aulani, you know, you wake up being from the East Coast. I'm up at like four o'clock in the morning. So it's dark. I'm really seeing the sunrise there. It's not like I'm catching the sunrise just in time. It's like it is dark and I'm watching the sky start to glow and the sun come up. And that that was probably number one for me. But if, you know, if I'm talking about Walt Disney World, then I agree with you with Boardwalk too. That that would probably come number two on my list. I also, I mean, I, de- I definitely think like to your point, Phil, about the boats, you know, sitting there on um, Bay Lake, watching those boats just kind of wake up, see the, them go where they need to be. And you're looking at the lake and it's completely still. And then these boats come and then you watch the ripples. It's just so peaceful. And I love that. And it's the same thing at Crescent Lake when those friendship boats start coming out sitting on the the boardwalk you know on those red those red chairs and tables outside of the boardwalk well deli now right used to be the boardwalk bakery that is definitely one of my one of my favorite spots that one's a little bit there's a there's more people there than there are at boulder ridge like at that geyser point area but it's still so so gorgeous I had boardwalk in the morning on my list, and I think Scott captured it. For me, it's sitting on the green benches, not the red chairs. You say boardwalk across the side. And I've got some fantastic early morning photos of just dew on the benches and looking out across Crescent Lake. I also had the Yacht Club dock first thing in the morning, looking out towards boardwalk. I think that's a, it's just separated enough from the main lobby and from the main building and from the pool that as the boats are coming through, they haven't started blowing their horns yet. You see them starting to move around. People are quietly moving behind you. You can see people across the way at Boardwalk, and, and Boardwalk is really gorgeous to look out at across Crescent Lake. But being out on that dock is just its just far enough removed to have that zen feel to it where you're part of but not part of at the same time. And in keeping with our early morning zen, I like running the Polynesian property in the morning for the same reason. It's foggy. Everybody's out. The cast member is getting things ready for the morning. They're cleaning things, getting their carts out. Everyone says good morning. They wave to you. You're looking at the ferries coming into the TTC. You've got the longhouses behind you. You're running past the bungalows. And it's just peaceful and quiet. The only people you see out there are those that are going to get their early morning coffee before their kids wake up or other runners. And you can just kind of give each other that silent little nod like yeah we're up we're getting it done it's quiet we're setting our day off right and we're we're starting the way we want to before the craziness breaks out so moving around the polynesian property looking out at seven seas lagoon is a different feel than bay lake and it's incredible too that those two can be linked and so close together and just based on the theming and what is in the background it is two completely different feelings on those two properties both amazing both zen but you could be in different worlds. I agree with you on the Yacht Club because when you're over at that Yacht Club marina, the sun is actually rising over the Boardwalk Inn. You sit there and you can watch that sun come up from behind that building. That is a great place to go. I'll I'll often grab my coffee. More so, I think, when I'm staying at Beach Club and I grab my coffee and I kind of walk down that way because 
while I enjoy, I mean, you know, Beach Club is my home resort and I love staying there too, but the view from Yacht Club is a little bit more spectacular with the view of the sun coming up from behind, coming up over the the boardwalk in part of, of the boardwalk. That's absolutely gorgeous. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Riviera too. I think that's one of the spots that I can remember waking up in the morning and, uh, well, Riviera slash Caribbean beach, walking around the uh, trail and just getting up really early and watching the skyliner start to move. And again, grabbing a drink and just taking your time to walk around there. I think that's one of the most beautiful places too on property now to wake up and just have a peaceful moment. What did you have in your coffee this morning? Because this is not the Scott we've all come to know and love. You just complimented Riviera, Caribbean Beach, and the Skyliner in one statement. I I didn't say that I like to stay there. I like to walk around there. (laughs) And I would definitely not get on the Skyliner, but it's, it's definitely very peaceful. And Riviera has a great coffee shop in the resort where you can get something you can just walk down. There's plenty of places to sit down there. You can walk, you can run if you want to early in the morning. And I think it's just really peaceful compared to a lot of the other resorts. You know, it's funny you say that because it never crossed my radar when we were talking about this. But a couple of weeks ago, when my wife and I were down there alone, we just decided to go bop around the resorts and we hopped on the Skyline or went over to Riviera. And I did it mainly because I wanted her take on Riviera to see if it was somewhere she wanted to stay and if maybe I was making the decision without her input because if she loved it, we could make a different choice. And one of the things we did was go into that coffee shop and we both grabbed a coffee and we just sat in the lobby of Riviera. It's a small lobby and there was a little bit of hustle and bustle, but not having the kids with us being forced to always do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. We just sat for probably 45 minutes in that lobby and enjoyed our coffee. The DVC guide came over, started chatting with us, and then we had some good conversations. Turns out we were members and what we're going to do with our points and the Polynesian. But we were able to just sit for close to an hour in that lobby doing nothing but enjoying the ambiance and a coffee. And that was not a moment of zen that I foresaw, but it turned out that way. Yeah. I love doing that. They have great... Uh seats outdoors too next to the quick service but they also have that little i don't know if you would call that a lounge it's kind of like a quiet area behind the coffee shop and uh, a lot of people like to go in there and it's just peaceful i see a lot of people working in there just a lot of people relaxing in there but definitely that's a an honorable mention for me yeah that room with all of the walt disney memorabilia from his travels Mm -hmm. and we didn't mention this on our christmas episode but they also put a a tree in that room that was very cozy going in there, seeing that tree in there because it does have like a smaller, more intimate feel and it is very quiet in the morning. That's a a pretty peaceful spot. The spot that I like to go when I grab my coffee is at the coffee shop. There is, there is a fire pit down like right on the water. And I like sitting over there because I like to watch the Skyliner. I think it's, there's something very peaceful about watching the Skyliner, but also seeing the reflection of it in that water there that separates Riviera from Caribbean beach. And they typically have some nice music playing there, you know, nice kind of instrumental French music that sets the uh, scene. So I like it there. But I also agree. I stayed at Caribbean Beach when I came back from a cruise earlier this year. And that morning over by where Sebastian's is, looking back over at Riviera, that was really gorgeous because you had the sunrise coming up over there. The common theme for me is like, I'm going to pick, you know, the resorts where I feel like I've 
can be like right on the water and watching the sunrise. (laughs) Like that's the common theme for me. It's interesting because some of the resorts that are not necessarily my favorite overall provide me with like some of my favorite mornings too. Like Old Key West is one that sitting at those picnic tables over by, you know, the, the quick service there and the boats coming in, being able to see the sun come up over the golf course that's really, really pretty. I mean, because you've got the grounds of that resort are, are pretty, regardless of whether you like staying there, what you think about the resort. I mean, the grounds are gorgeous. You've got the the golf course, you've got bodies of water. It just looks really pretty. I mean, and that that's kind of it. And, and honestly, I think that Old Key West is the first resort that I've really experienced. I, I really fell in love with my mornings at Walt Disney World. It was when my kids were a little bit older. And they were, you know, kind of sleeping in a little bit and it was not the get up and go. And my family would be still sleeping and I'd get up and I'd walk over and grab my coffee and sit there. And maybe that's part of it for me too, is just like the nostalgia of that, like really being like, wow, like there is, there are places here on this property that you can sit and relax and take in moments of just peace and quiet and I recall that like so vividly, my, my first time really being like, wow, morning at Disney World is a great time when you get up before the rest of the world gets up to start going to parks. It's it's a great time. How about the uh, the little, sorry, I mean, to, to just kind of, you made me think of something else, but the uh, the nooks and crannies at some of the other resorts that we don't necessarily think of like Animal Kingdom, um, they have all these little places first thing in the morning where you ha- you can just kind of hide away and look at over the Savannah Wilderness Lodge is one for me that has so many little nooks and crannies where you can just go up on the fifth floor and there's so many little places with little fireplaces up there where you can just sit, relax. Wouldn't take anything for me to fall asleep. Just grab a drink, go up there by a fireplace and fall asleep. Yeah. I mean, I've been talking a lot about the outdoor spaces, but you're right. There are some resorts that have some indoor spaces that are really really beautiful spots to just sit and relax. And another one is Grand Californian. There is, whether it's the second or third floor, I, I don't know, but it's whatever the, the level is that overlooks the lobby because that lobby is big and grand. And there are places in that lobby in the morning that, you know, some nooks and crannies that are peaceful. But for the most part, that lobby is almost always bustling. But when you sit up on one of those upper levels, they also have like, they have desks that you can set up and, and do work at. They have oversized chairs and couches that you can sit and relax. You reminded me of it when you said Wilderness Lodge, because I kind of feel like Grand Californian is Wilderness Lodge on steroids. I totally felt like there are so many different little peaceful nooks and crannies throughout Grand Californian that are that are located indoors because I there's really nowhere outside at that resort. I mean, I guess if you're overlooking one of the pools before it opens, but I mean, you're talking about a resort that's in the middle of Anaheim with a theme park right outside of it. So it's like really the way that they designed some of the nooks and crannies within the resort. They did a good job of kind of being able to block out the hustle and bustle that surrounds it so that you can find a place to just sit and relax. You reminded me of two. You mentioned Old Key West. What about the hammocks that are behind the pool? They're tucked away behind the shuffleboard court past the laundry and you don't know they're there unless you take that walk down to the kids playground but there are three hammocks set up to the backside with the water behind you that stay remarkably quiet because you're removed from the pool but you have to go looking for them we found those and 
we hung out there for probably 30 minutes last time. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think Old Key West is kind of filled with like little, little spots that are just really pre, I mean, I think the over the resort overall feels less chaotic to me than some of the other resorts to begin with, just because I guess of the nature of how sprawling it is. So you never really have a large group of people concentrated in one area at one time. But I always, I mean, walking around that resort in the morning time is, is really peaceful. And I mean, I remember Scott, when we stayed there the night of the, uh, the drapes incident, <laughs> the next morning you took a walk and you took some really beautiful pictures that morning at yeah, Old Key West. It was very peaceful. I walked down to the, um, what's that called? Goods? The quick oh, yeah, service. Go. Yeah. I walked down that way and took a lot of really great photos and with the sun coming up, the palm trees everywhere. It was very peaceful. You also mentioned indoor spaces and we've been talking about Wilderness Lodge, but what about the side room at Boulder Ridge that has all the games and Walt's Carrollwood car that's completely removed from not just the main lobby of Wilderness Lodge, but the entrance of Boulder Ridge that's completely underutilized. You can just hang out there, read a book, lots of memorabilia, a lot of cool photos on the wall, and you've got that Boulder Ridge feel. That's a great spot. You know, it's funny. There are so many spots that I walk through and I am like, God, this would be a great place to just sit. And I typically like I note them, but I typically don't sit there because if I'm given a choice, I'll always go and sit where I can see the water. It's just my personality. I think maybe Phil for you, because your job is literally on the water. You don't have that like call to be looking at it all the time. So I would rather go sit in the middle of the eighth green at old Key West. (laughs) Four. But it's funny because, Scott, you were talking about Animal Kingdom Lodge, and that is one resort where I feel like I should be finding more zen than I am. But, you know, it depends on what your your balcony view is, because there are some balcony views for me at Animal Kingdom Lodge that are just so blah. Even if they're savanna views, I'm like, I don't even know. I'm looking at just like some a patch of dirt and a fence. For me, the the true zen of Animal Kingdom Lodge does come in those little nooks and crannies that you can find in indoors versus the outdoor space. Because, I mean, the outdoor space is basically pool or savanna. But there is like, especially at Kidani Village off of the um, main lobby, there's that room to the side that is nice and peaceful. And they also put a Christmas tree in there right next to the fireplace. I love that. While you would think that a, a resort that is so focused around nature and animals, which are just inherently peaceful and zen, it's not at the top of my list. But also, again, just to speak to my my preference, I like water. And so for me, the resorts that come to mind are the ones that I can like sit and look at the water. You know, like I kind of struggle with Saratoga Springs because while they're, if I'm staying at Congress Park, I am on overlooking the water that separates um, Disney Springs from Congress Park. There's just not really many places to sit and relax there. And also, I find that that resort, every time I go to have a moment of zen, they are like power washing the floor, which is like not, I mean, clearly they're doing their job and they're making the resort look great, but it's, it's loud. Like those power washing machines are loud. So they kind of always interrupt my moments of zen over there. That resort just kind of, I don't know, that's that's not at the top of my list for, for Zen. Maybe if we could switch it up and talk about theme parks for a little bit. 
Well, I have one more if we're going to stay outside, and it's, I don't know if it's open now with the construction, but as has been joked about here, I'm a little bit of a gym rat, and I tend to go over to the gyms late at night after the kids are done and they're asleep. But when we're staying at Polynesian, they don't have their own gym. You have to go and use the Grand Floridian gym. And I have found that walking back from the gym at Grand Floridian to the Polynesian as the fireworks are still going on is just a total moment of sit back, relax, I'm here moment of zen for me because the crowds are still in the park for the fireworks and they're crowded on the beaches. But if you took that back path that went from Grand Floridian to Polynesian, you avoided all of those crowds and the fireworks are going off to your left side and you're just in your own little world walking between the two resorts. It was, I don't know what it will be with the expansion, but it was a fantastic little path just to go and hide on. You made me think of the pool at the Grand Floridian, the courtyard pool, the same thing where you can just sit back in that pool at night with literally two people in the pool and just sit back and watch the fireworks. Yeah, that's a great spot. And and honestly, I would, would be remiss if I didn't talk about Grand Floridian in the morning. I don't think it's in my top three, but it's always peaceful there in the morning, whether I'm sitting at the courtyard pool drinking my coffee or going down to the boat dock there or going to the marina area, you know, grabbing my coffee at Gasparilla's and then grabbing, um, you know, a bench and just overlooking the marina and seeing the boats come and go there. That's also, it's a little bit busier, but it's still pretty peaceful. I mean, I think you can find these spots at every resort, but there are just some where the resort as a whole is just inherently peaceful. And so like, I don't get that vibe for Grand Californian. Like I'm, I'm sorry, Grand Floridian. I don't think that the resort is inherently peaceful, but there are places that are very peaceful and pretty and great places to, to start your day. And my last inside outside Scott's moment of terror is my moment of Zen and it's riding the Skyliner at sunset as you're going across property. That to me is completely a take a deep breath and just sit back and enjoy a moment for the length of that ride. Yeah. In terms of transportation, like I, when I'm at Magic Kingdom, I will always take a boat to Polynesian and Grand Floridian versus taking a monorail. That's just feels like vacation to me where the monorail sometimes feels like work. It's like I'm commuting and being shoved into a subway <laughs> and needing to like be shoulder to shoulder with people. Whereas you get on the boat, there is like a set number of people and you just sit and enjoy the ride. So I would always pick, if given the option, boat transportation over any other method of transportation. 10 out of every nine times, hands down. Definitely. And so that does bring us to the theme parks. So Scott, did you have... I have an obvious choice, and I think maybe you guys can guess it. Does anybody have one that they want to throw out there real quick? Look, do we guess your obvious one? Am I, is that where we are? Yeah, guess it. Japan Pavilion, backside up the stairs. That's where everyone goes for Zen in the parks. I was going to say Morocco, the back of Morocco. You got, you got a guess over here? I have no idea where you you're going with this. You guys are way off. It's Animal Kingdom, and it's Nomad Lounge. Take a rainy day, sit outside at Nomad, grab a drink. It doesn't get any more peaceful than that. Surprised everybody. That is a nice one. No, that I mean, especially if you can grab a, a seat outside, again, for me, overlooking the water, seeing the flotillas go by, 
that is a really beautiful spot, especially like the ones that are kind of around the bend so that you're not seeing the front entrance to Nomad Lounge. You're around the bend more overlooking the water. Yeah, that I mean, that's one of my favorite spots in all of Disney World is, is Nomad Lounge. Yeah, in my defense, I never count anything at Animal Kingdom for anything. I just black it out of my memory, so I was not going to guess that one. <laughs> well, I mean, talking of Zen, I mean, in terms of like Zen offerings and entertainment, I mean, I think Animal Kingdom totally wins it there because I feel like a lot of Animal Kingdom's entertainment offerings are centered around just like music and nature. And that just gives me like a very Zen vibe. I think you're confusing Zen with boredom, but that's just me. <laughs> well, you know what? I was going to make a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode that we're talking about Zen and we have, and Phil is a part of this conversation. So I feel like your definition of Zen and mine are probably very different. Maybe we should have like set opened up by defining what Zen means to each of us. I mean, I, this is probably something that people are going to like skewer me about, but I actually really enjoyed Rivers of Light because to me, that was like the most Zen entertainment, the most Zen way to close a day to, at the park. I loved the music. I loved the imagery of the floating lotus uh, flowers lit up on, on the water. I absolutely loved that. And I was sad when it closed. Just consider yourself lucky. They only played that for about two and a half weeks and you happened to be there for one of those times. No, it was longer than that. And it's funny, you mentioned that I don't have Zen moments. So I'll tell you a story about something that happened yesterday. We were at my daughter's birthday party that she was having for all her gymnastics and school friends. And her gymnastics meet is in Disney in a couple of months. So all the moms were sitting around talking about it. And one of the moms looked at me and she said, oh, and how does he feel about it? Just expecting that me being me and the way I am, I was just going to scoff at Disney and oh, I can't believe we're going. My wife said, oh, no, he's the Disney person in the house. Not just that. It's the only place I ever see him relax. When he walks onto Main Street for the first time, you can visibly see all of the stress leave his body. So as much as I can be tough, all of Disney to some extent is Zen for me because I have put myself inside the bubble and I'm in my happy place. So then further defining the Zen moments, I need to figure out what it is you guys are looking for. Because when I get on property, I audibly breathe. You can see me just relax and I am here and I have arrived. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm a meditation practitioner. And so I'm a pretty calm person, or I, I at least that's what I, I work towards ever through my meditation practice. So for me, you know, the Zen that I'm looking for is the Zen that's going to take me away from the parts of the theme park experience that are stressful and that are <laughs> that that can like be frustrating and make you be like, this doesn't feel like vacation. This feels like chaos and mayhem. And so I like to kind of seek those out as a way to reset, like center myself, pre prepare myself, like start my day off in a calm place so that if there's mayhem that follows, I'm starting from a, from a zero and not a five. I live at 60. <laughs> I like, I'm with Amy. I like the, the water and I also love the boat horns. That's probably why boardwalk is one of my favorites 
is because you hear those, the friendship boats early in the morning. And I know a lot of, I've read a lot of places that some people really don't like those noises, but I absolutely love them. I think number three or four on my list was Polynesian when we stayed uh, Lakeview on the, like the third level. And I, I loved hearing those horns in the morning. I could just sit out there all day and listen to it. My favorite room at Polynesian is room number 3038 in Morea. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, it is the last room, the one closest to the TTC. Like you said, Kathleen, some people hate that. They think that the horns are disruptive. For me, they like kind of put me into like a, a Zen state. It's all about the feels. And, you know, there was a there was a trip that I was going on. It was one of my solo trips and I was doing one of like my like mega split stays where I was staying at a different resort every night. And when I called DVC to put in my room requests, I literally said to the woman who I was speaking to, to the cast member, I just want to be able to see either the sunrise or the sunset from my room. I was like, I've looked online here are some room numbers that I think make sense but you know it's just my request and that cast member I mean I don't know if it was a coincidence or if she really like I ended up in rooms on that trip there is a room in Grand Floridian in the uh, in the villas building it's a studio number 1515 I believe that that's I I, I might be misremembering and it was a standard view, but it was, I could actually see Bay Lake and it faced the wedding p- pavilion. And I was able to that from that room, see both the sunrise and the sunset. And so it was the sunrise was to the left coming up over, you know, seven seas lagoon over in the direction of Bay Lake. And then the sunset was to the right over the monorail. And that I loved that room in terms of Zen because she like, she nailed it. And it was on that trip that I ended up being on the eighth floor at Riviera looking over the, the pool and I could see over towards Hollywood studios and watch the sunset over tower of terror, which was very cool looking. I believe it was that trip that I stayed in that room three zero three eight at the Polynesian in Morea. Because you can also see, you know, the sunset over, uh, kind of over to the left of of Magic Kingdom. I I love when I can get rooms that give me those views. Because to also, without, to be able to like get those moments of zen just by sitting on your balcony is like pretty amazing too. It's funny, we ended up with the opposite of zen at Grand Californian. We specifically booked the theme park view thinking it would be fantastic to wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night and have that balcony and look over at the park. Oh my goodness, what a bloody disaster that was. I'm glad we did it once, but I will never do it again. The parties that were going on, there were senior nights or grad nights, whatever they call them. Those were going until one o'clock in the morning with the screaming outside our door. And then for those that have never stayed there in the morning when they start up the rides, Each ride has an alarm that goes off that sounds like 32 dump (laughs) trucks with their reverse beeping on, and those start about 4 a.m., so we actually had to turn on white noise machines on our phones to sleep at night and through the morning because it was so anti-Zen. So if you are looking for Zen at Grand Californian, do not, I repeat, do not get the theme park view room. Speaking of theme park view view rooms, sorry, that was a mouthful for me just now, um, Bay Lake Tower 
those rooms have a gorgeous view of the sunset over Magic Kingdom. You know, there's a lot of debate about those theme park rooms because you also mainly have during the day a view of parking lots. But at night when you can't really see that and Magic Kingdom is all lit up and you've got the sun setting over there, you used to be able to only kind of get that view if you were dining at California Grill at sunset, which is another really beautiful Zen Zen spot is to have dinner at California Grill at sunset. But Bay Lake Tower, in certain rooms, you can get that same almost that same view. And it's really pretty. But to go back to um, Scott's point of the theme parks, I mean, I think overall for me, Animal Kingdom just is, I find the most Zen there because first of all, that whole area around Tree of Life is just so peaceful and there's barely anyone there and you've got waterfalls there and you've got the water and you can kind of see over to like the people walking over and like Harambe and walking over towards Asia. But it's very kind of isolated and and empty and it's that's a great spot to just sit I, I like having my coffee over there i'll grab it at creature comforts and then head over there and i love that and hot and humid and then you get through the first half of the day and you realize there's nothing else to do well then there. you go to nomad lounge <laughs> but i i do think that epcot you know world showcase there are certain countries you know, Phil, you mentioned Japan, I think the back of, of Morocco. I mean, there was one day where I woke up early and I walked through World Showcase before it was, before it was open. And I recorded a moment of Zen in each, in each country. And for the most part, all of them have a place there. There are a couple of countries where it is what it is. Like, you're not going to find anything to private or, or hidden there because they're just not as big, but Japan for sure. I mean, you've got the Koi Pond, you've got that. To your point, what what's the name of that quick service there? I can't, it's, it's escaping me right now. Ketsura Grill. Yes. Uh, over in that area, like that is just so peaceful. I mean, it's like literally like, it's like literally like a Zen garden over there. Morocco is definitely my favorite. Yeah. It's funny. We've always been to the backside of Morocco, but we sat down for that sangria a couple of weeks ago and I've never done anything but walk through that little area. And we sat down and it was, it was like rediscovering a place we've seen a hundred times, but never stopped to appreciate. A couple of years ago, I did a trip to Disney during the holidays. It was a one day trip. I flew out in the morning and, and left that night. It was a long day. And the one thing that I, that I didn't think about when I planned this day, that seemed, you know, that I thought was just going to be like all fun all the time was I was up really early and at the airport really early. And I kind of had like a midday, like, oh my gosh, I am exhausted and I need to sit down someplace and I don't have a room to go to, to just lie down. So the first place I went was Morocco, the back of Morocco. And I just sat back there and, you know, every once in a while, somebody would come by and just kind of be like, oh, what's back here? And they'd be like, oh, there's nothing back here. Then they would leave. That was a great refuge for me. And then a little bit later, I walked out of Epcot out of International Gateway and I walked over to the boardwalk and I sat on the rocking chairs on the back porch of boardwalk. That was a great spot to kind of sit and just close my eyes for a little bit to recharge my batteries. So that so that's a really nice, relaxing spot. And I actually, there was one time I took a trip to Disney for my 40th birthday with some friends and we were staying at the Dolphin. And it was pouring rain and we just, we didn't really know what to do. And we didn't want to just sit in our room and we didn't want to just sit in the dolphin. At least I did not because I felt like 
well, you know, we were using like, I think Marriott points to stay there, but I wanted to feel like I was at Disney and I don't really get the feels of, you know, the Disney feels when I'm at Swan or Dolphin. So we walked over to Boardwalk. We brought a bottle of wine over with us and we just sat on those rocking chairs on a rainy day, drinking a glass of wine and just sitting there relaxing. And that was a great way to spend a rainy day. All right. So back to inside the parks, we have a couple in Epcot. You guys are wrongly opining that Animal Kingdom counts. What else do we have? Well, I mean, I think, you know, just going through World Showcase in general. Canada. Yeah, Canada has some some nice spots. I mean, Canada is a little bit difficult because there's not a lot of places to sit in those little nooks and crannies. Like there are places where you can go and like stand, but. Canada looks like a friggin' postcard. I don't know what it is about that little area back there, but to me, it's one of the most underrated countries in Epcot. As a proud French Canadian, we support this view. The entire country is <laughs> <as> a postcard. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I, I love the way that Canada looks across World Showcase Lagoon when you're like over in China and you're looking over. It's really pretty. What about the backside of the UK pavilion where Mary Poppins meets? I was just going to say the backside there when there is not a character and when there's not a band playing, that's a great spot. And France, I mean, France is just always like crowded. It's just it's just swarm swarming with people everywhere you look. I love that pavilion. And actually, I do. You know, I have my my tradition every time I I leave Disney, I find that spot. I'll, I'll get a glass of champagne or one of the, the champagne flights. And then there's that spot that's over next to like, I think it's a perfume shop there. It's like a little courtyard that's next to the walkway back to where Remy is. And there are some tables there. And that's, that's actually, a, that that's my spot in France because it's that spot is like the one spot that is not teeming with people. And it's also a really great spot. Like if you've already seen fireworks at, Epcot and you you want to be there for Ep- for the fireworks but you don't care about being up close at World Showcase Lagoon. That's a great hidden nook to just sit and be able to watch the fireworks, you know, the ones that like shoot off in the sky without worrying about what's happening like actually on the lagoon. That's a nice quiet spot to kind of escape the craziness of the fireworks and to just sit back and watch from a distance. I'm I'm struggling to find something. I'm thinking of Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios and I'm really struggling. So I've got a couple I'm just going to point out. So as for the parks, especially, I can't think of anything at Hollywood Studios, and perhaps you guys could correct me. Though, one man's dream, there's some nice places to sit inside there if it's not too crowded. But strangely, I know it's always moving, and I know it's noisy, and I know there's a lot going on around you, but I feel like my place to relax at Magic Kingdom is riding the people mover. Put me on the people mover and just let me ride around and watch the sights and I will sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. If I could give them the finger in the air, go around sign every time coming back through the station, I would ride that for hours. As a matter of fact, I would I would mobile order food to be dropped off to me, like door dashed to the people mover on the platform. And I would just ride around Tomorrowland all day long, enjoying myself and eating lunch. I can't think of anything else. Maybe the train. I mean, I imagine Tom Sawyer Island would be a place like if you really wanted to escape the craziness of Magic Kingdom. That's there are some cool spots out there for sure. If you like bears. What'd you say, Scott? If you like bears. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, it's not so zen anymore that the, the wildlife has, has actually come to life there. Oh, it was just a little baby. He just needed a boop. <laughs> I do think that there are spots throughout Frontierland, you know, with rocking chairs on like porches where you can just sit and kind of relax. If you can score one of those, because they're typically shaded and you can just sit there and people watch. I mean, because the people watching too, like there's something Zen for me too, sometimes about just people watching. You just kind of like get into like the, the lull of like watching people walk back and forth and magic kingdom has some of the greatest people watching in all of the parks. I mean, and Adventureland is kind of crazy, but that transition from the backside of Adventureland to Frontierland, right around, what is it, Plaza del Sol or, or whatever it is, there's yeah. some benches over in that back corner where you can sit down. It's typically shaded. People are using those cut-throughs to go from Adventureland to Frontierland, and they don't go the wide way. That's right. not a bad spot over there either. I know when the kids were little, we would sometimes take them to that corner if we needed to put them down for a quick nap or keep them inside their stroller. And that became a nice place just to relax and still be in the middle of the magic, but not in the middle of the chaos. Yeah. I mean, this is, I might get some eye rolls at this one, but sometimes when I just feel like I need to escape the crowd, but I, I don't necessarily, you know, need to sit down the Swiss family Robinson Treehouse gives me like an opportunity to kind of get away from the crowd and feel like I'm all of a sudden separated from like the rest of the craziness of the park, especially, you know, if there's nobody else there, it's like, you just walk up there and you're kind of taking like a, a little respite from the, from the crowd. That's, that's kind of like a cool little, a cool little spot to, to get away from the crowds. I mean, it's not like the I only was, attraction you know, where the attraction is the queue and the queue is the attraction. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But I love that you said people mover because, I mean, I there are definitely rides that I go on for the sole purpose of just connecting with my zen. And probably the number one for me has to be living with the land. I mean, that is like, I love that ride. I think it's so, to me, it's just like so quintessential, so quintessentially Disney, like in the beginning where you're riding through those like different landscapes then you enter into the, the greenhouse. So it's like you're getting a little bit of education. You're gliding along the water on a boat. It's just so Edutainment. chill and so relaxing. So that's definitely one. I mean. Scott mentioned it. I, I don't want to gloss over it. Scott mentioned you want to talk about quintessential Disney from day one in a moment of Zen in the Park. Before we leave Magic Kingdom, Scott mentioned the train. Now that it's back in business, hearing that steam whistle and just sitting on the train and circling the park, there is nothing more quintessential Disney than riding a train around the outskirts of Magic Kingdom. It was the original the original idea prior to even purchasing the Disneyland land. Agreed. Yeah, I think that one kind of, when you guys were mentioning Magic Kingdom, that kind of was my first thought was the, the train. We've done it a couple times since it's returned. And if you just want to relax... And sit back and enjoy the views. That's where you go. It's a lot like the people mover. Just sit back and enjoy the views. Yeah. And that one brings you more through like actual nature, whereas the people mover, you're going through attractions. So they have different, you know, you're looking at different things. And it's going to pain me to say this because I can't believe I'm giving it even a hint of a nod but the train up to Rafiki's Planet Watch because they are not traditional 
train seats going across. They're what are called Narragansett cars, which are actually named after the town I live in, where you're facing out from the train going up there. And that's a pretty cool Zen moment as well. And then you get up to Rafiki's Planet Watch. It is very quiet up there with the boneyard and the petting zoo. We've never done that. Yeah, I enjoy. And also taking that um, animation class. I mean, that's that's Zen in its own right. If, if that's something that, you know, for some people, they would find that boring or tedious. But if just sitting down kind of sketching is something that would be appealing to you, I did it. I found it to be very relaxing. You get to sit down in air conditioning. You know, it was like 25 minutes just following instructions. I, I drew Scar from Lion King when I was there. And and then I went out to the petting zoo and hung with the goats and the pigs. And that that is definitely a spot. And, you know, the other place at Animal Kingdom 2 is the Harambe Market. When that's closed, you know, you can just go over there and sit down. And that's like a nice place. That's like out of like the craziness of like the main part of Harambe. I love that over there, too. Isn't there yoga? We're kind of jumping around from park to park and back and forth, but I also, and I've, I've mentioned this before on other episodes for other reasons, but again, sitting outside of Tony's having lunch, overlooking main street USA, that's like, that's a, a different type of Zen for me too. It's kind of like, just like a happy place where you're sitting, relaxing, eating, you've got the dapper dance, you've got the people watching, especially if the weather is nice. Like that's just a, that's a great spot, spot to sit and relax. And take it all in. Does Magic Kingdom yoga? Early morning yoga with at Magic Kingdom? That's <clears throat> that's during uh, the run, the runs, Disney runs. Yeah, oh, I seem to remember somebody doing that, but I didn't know if they did that all the time or not. No, they use they. I think that they usually offer that on the Thursdays of race weekends. I've never done that. Emily and Doug did it before. I think that's probably who you. Gotcha. I couldn't mm-hmm. think of anything more zen than waking up early and doing some yoga in front of the castle. <laughs> I mean, it sounds cool. I just can't motivate to get myself up and over there, especially knowing that I'm going to be getting up early to run a race in a day or two. I got to sleep when I can to prepare for that race. For that spot in Magic Kingdom, we have never done it because it just, I don't think it necessarily appeals to us, but we often see people in the gardens right in front of the castle sitting down and just relaxing for the day. They throw their backpacks behind their heads. They lay across the artificial turf and just take a half hour to zen out. To me, it's kind of in the middle of the craziness and I'm too fascinated with everything going on around me in the hub. But those gardens often have people just taking a nap or sitting back and relaxing and enjoying just being in the middle of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, well, Shelly, who's a part of our Facebook group, she loves doing that. She likes sitting in the hub and just watching the people go by is one of her favorite things to do. I'm um, thinking about Hollywood studios because that park is just always so crowded. But in terms of like thinking about where I go or at moments of Zen that, you know, I have experienced, I will grab my coffee, you know, sometimes like if, if I'm with my kids and I don't really care about like rope dropping tower of terror or rock and roller coaster, they'll go and ride those rides and I'll sit with my coffee over at that, like, what is it, like that Rosie's, like, Sunshine Market, or I don't know, like, I feel, I feel like each of those, uh, Sunshine Market, right? And then there's yeah. like Rosie's All-American, or I don't know. But they have some picnic tables over there and some high-top tables. So that's a nice spot in the morning if you want to go and sit outside and kind of take in the sights and people watch, but not be, like, right in the middle of the craziness. That That's a good spot to kind of escape, too, because those 
quick service over there, they don't open until like 11. So I think that there's one over there that sells drinks and like fruit or something in the morning. But for the most part, it's pretty empty over there. And it's a good spot to just kind of sit and drink your coffee. And I mean, Phil, because you have younger kids, like you're riding the rides with them all the time. So, I mean, I kind of feel like I have opportunity to seek out these spots because my kids will go off and ride without me. And so like, I find a quiet spot to sit and that's one of the places that I'll sit. There used to be um, that star and girls cafe that's, you know, next to where the Brown Derby outdoor lounges that used to be a spot that I'd sit, but I think that there are tables still there, but it's, um, it's a little bit more crowded now. That's really, I mean, Hollywood studios, it, it kind of is. I mean, it's like every inch of Hollywood studios is filled with something and with people. I can't think of one spot. Yeah. I'd like, if you can get a bench over by Echo Lake, you know, you can just sit and relax, but that's also a park that I kind of feel like is always hot and you're just exposed everywhere. Like there's no, like not a lot of places that are covered. So honestly, for me, like some of the places that I go the most at Hollywood studios, if I'm trying to get away from the crowd and just like unwind it's those shops along Hollywood and Sunset Boulevards because there really is no place to kind of just sit and, and unwind there. All right. Well, I think we've flogged this one pretty hard. Any last thoughts or ideas of where you find your Zen or your center? Yes, I have one. No one mentioned it's a small world at Magic Kingdom. Well, that's if you define Zen as falling asleep. I'm a big fan of It's a Small World, and I love going there. <laughs> I will argue that till the day I die, because that song is the most anti-Zen song, and it makes me want to pull out what little hair I have left. Scott and I are dying back to back on this hill. <laughs> Thinking of that ride makes me want to pull my hair out. I love it. I started to mention it before, but then we went off on a different tangent. But um, I have to give a a shout out to the rides that are no longer with us like Ellen's energy adventure. That was one of the most Zen rides that slow movement in a dark, dark rooms that lasted like 45 minutes. At least I guess your point, if we're talking, if, if nap is Zen to you, Ellen's energy adventure was like the ultimate. Also great nap place is the um, Amer- American adventure theater. Great, great place to catch some Z's. <laughs> if we're napping, it's Hall of Presidents. I, was just I go out every that. time. <laughs> what a great place to take a nap. For me, I guess, as a final thought, Zen for me is where I find my center, where everything else doesn't matter. I live a fairly fast-paced life. As my wife jokes, I'm not happy unless I'm doing Mach 2 with my hair on fire. Between business and family and boards and you name it, I'm always moving. The point at which I take a big deep breath and everything is okay is as I'm emerging from under the train station into Magic Kingdom. That to me is just where everything feels right. Everything just settles right down and I'm calm and I'm comfortable regardless of the crowds. That's my moment every single time. And for me, it's really the resorts. I mean, while I can I can seek out a place here and there in the theme park to escape the the chaos, it's really the resorts where I find the most opportunity to just sit and unwind, whether it's overlooking Bay Lake or even overlooking a quiet pool. That's, that's where it is for me, overlooking some sort of body of water, just relaxing. I agree with you, Amy. That's the difference between us two years ago versus myself now is I'm 
the guy that wanted to go, go, go as soon as we hit Disney property. And now thanks to DVC, the way that we can just slow things down and enjoy everything, I just seek out those moments of Zen and peace where I can just take a moment and enjoy my surroundings. That means a lot. That's a whole different way of vacationing. And the older I get, the more I appreciate that. Well, I think that sums it up perfectly. So thank you all for joining us today for this conversation about moments of Zen at Disney. If you don't belong to our Facebook, join in on the conversation over there. Maybe check out some moments of Zen that that our group members share. And until next time, we will DVC real soon. Bye. Bye, guys. See you, guys. And so our journey comes to an end. Oh, no, please, can't we go back to page one and do it all over again? Started this thing together, and that's how we finish it. Because that, my friends, is where the magic lives. Happily ever!